0: right welcome back we have no idea what we're going to talk about today so bear with us and we'll probably go on some tangents but we'll probably look at some well if there's any projects actually doing anything at the minute it seems like the most flat flat day in existence i thought we were supposed to go from uh selling may walk away to when moon june but obviously it doesn't look like that way just yet but us hasn't right, opened I- yet but
1: can I can I just interrupt this uh, with a message from our sponsors? So I received this uh, the other day, and this is from one of our, one of our one of the latest great, greatest sponsors of the Blockmates podcast. It is Nutkisser. This is your premium <laughs> anti-friction cream. If you are a cyclist out there, get yourself some Nutkisser. I've been doing a lot of cycling right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I can tell you that Nutkisser keeps my nuts <laughs> well kissed. For a ten percent <laughs> discount, just put in dance not kisses ten.
0: <laughs> Wait, so i are not why, any money. Why did the, why no did answer.
2: I even bother coming onto this stream? It's like, You're like you know, you guys know what? Completely... Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> 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 How
0: was your balls, down in they chafing, mate? They
1: were chafing horrifically, and I told my old man this. And like literally randomly, like the the, the DPD guy comes up with a package. So I'm like, oh, I have not ordered anything. I literally opened it. And I'm just like, no kisses.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you doing at the minute? Like what's because if anyone hasn't isn't following Dan, they should just for he's like the blockmates David Goggins. But what what are you, what are you doing at the minute? Uh,
1: so basically like i was bored one night and like i wanted a new challenge so i signed up for this they call it like the world's most brutal duathlon and essentially it is um and i'm doing a small one but the small one is actually like a rather large one so it's essentially you do um a five mile uh, off-run road sorry off-road run then you do a 100k bike ride and then you run up a, run up and down a mountain um and if you were to do the the bigger one you basically do three laps of the the run at the start so it's 15 miles then it's a 170 mile bike ride and then you still finish running up and down a mountain um and i was like i said i was just like super bored so i'm doing a lot of cycling a lot of running and i'm applying a hell of a lot of nut kisser
2: (laughs) believe we actually opened the show with that it's our new sponsors dude we have to
0: I wish it was. No,
2: they are not our new sponsor. You just made that up <laughs> so that you could tell everyone what it is that you're putting on your balls. But if you do need a ten percent discount, just tag in Dan Nutkisses 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sponsored athlete. What's, what's been happening what's been happening out there, boys? Oh, I not think much. we need to
1: at some stage talk about this. Because these guys are building some super cool
0: shit. Yeah, they've so, got a lot going on, haven't they? Should we start with uh, the con and then whack our way? So,
2: so I've, been, I've been speaking about this whole idea quite a bit, this, particularly this year, that, that because we've, we've had the last kind of like 16 to 18 months, probably even longer than that, where there's been this heavy correlation between crypto and, and the traditional finance markets, Most of the time. I mean, there have obviously been moments where, you know, everyone gets hopeful and there's going to be this great and wonderful decorrelation, but we know that's not going to happen anytime soon. And the week is just an absolute shit show for crypto. And it's just down only and people are crying and, you know, the the life of crypto gets sucked out of it. And then come the weekend and all of a sudden, it's like it's the old days, you know, like people are aping into all sorts of things and... (laughs) like charts are going one way up and it's just like euphoria within like 18 hours of the weekend and then come Monday morning it all just goes to shit again what the hell is going on guys like when is this actually ever going to stop or is that the story of our lives from here on out Well, now, just I kind of...
0: like this this volume profile here from March she's fucking dead Make Everyone's all. pivoted to AI. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's all the AI bots failing.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, obviously, new month, but like the tard. Oh. The tard <laughs> tar- five Achille. guys look like that. They're having a great time.
2: The the volume chart is actually very telling on this when you look at it. I mean, look at. We've never seen volume like that before, like ever.
0: It's uh um, no, I, I wonder. Sorry, gone done.
1: I was gonna say, Cantor and Clark was right. Everybody has gone to the Hamptons, and they are enjoying like cheese sandwiches uh, by the golf course.
2: They'll be back in September, though. Mm. It's what he said, right? Over the last fifty years, we've seen a definitive lull between. May through to September, where the guys take the time off. And then, come September, it all starts kicking off again. I, uh... Let's take a look at ETH quickly, and then the ETH BTC as well. I've been seeing some interesting movements. So ETH is pretty much, I mean, ETH has been pretty strong the last week or so. Uh, I mean, it went over 1900 and looked really good. And then take a yeah. look at these BTC. Oh, where have I cut that?
0: One? Yeah, on the weekly, not not, not bad, eh? Well, we've, got, we've kind of got over... <clears throat> we've got over Shanghai, and then we've obviously got over Lido withdrawals going live as well so we can 100% definitely say anyone who is expecting like a major sell following that event should be immediately blocked and unfollowed. No names mentioned. <laughs> but um, yeah, it seems to kind of everyone's kind of adjusted to the new situation of being able to withdraw their ETH and deposit at, at WIM and the new advent of liquid-staking derivative protocols and Yeah, I think there was just a bit of uncertainty what was happening with ETH at the time, but um, now she seems to be just going to continue the trend it had prior to all this kind of talk and narrative. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm much more of an ETH bull than a Bitcoin bull personally, but we'll just have to see. Every time it looks like it's going to break out of that, um, ETH BTC then just gets smashed back down. There's so many people watching it. But... I don't know.
2: I have a question around a narrative that we've spoken extensively about, and everyone knows about (laughs) it, liquid-stake derivatives, LSD. We make our jokes, we take our psychedelics, everything's great. But we seem to be really coming into that narrative even more so, where we obviously had uh, LibreDue a launch, Things were really like not really happening for them I mean it was down only for that chart um, market landed up realizing hold on a second there's there's a whole lot of really positive aspects to what what it is that they are are bringing to the table and it just went up only and it seems like we've found our our equilibrium here where it's you know it's retraced quite dramatically I think it's done like a 50% retrace after obviously having done like a 10x um,
0: that. from
2: that that critical point <laughs> and the reason why I bring Libra up is because I think the the, the kind of like you know we talk about the, the the fast forward nature of how crypto just like everything's accelerated everything's in fast forward you kind of like never really have an opportunity to to catch up but you see market moves in such a short space of time that would you' normally see in Trad for over like six months a year you see it in like a week crypto and what we're seeing now in LSD narrative and I'd really like to get your your take on it is what is the what is essentially the landscape of this I mean I know that there's a tremendous amount of ether there that isn't staked um, what's it like 18 billion dollars that isn't staked and it's a very small percentage of it that is um, and I think there's an even smaller percentage that isn't being staked to its full potential. Now, obviously, there's a lot on the table here for everyone to come and play, but I almost get the feeling like people are, feel, are being are, are feeling threatened by competition coming in. Some aren't, some don't care because they realize that, listen, there's, there's a lot there. But dare I say it, I almost feel like, just in terms of what I've seen on Twitter, I almost get the feeling like maybe the big boys in in this game at the moment, namely LIDO, are feeling like, hold on a second, like, is everyone now coming to to take our, our, our action? You know, I don't know. What are your thoughts around it? Like, do you think there is a little bit of that happening? I see there's some VCs getting involved now. What, there was protocol, Prisma, I think it is. Um, so the game is on right now. I think we obviously have been calling the LSD narrative, but I really think it's going to start coming into play like a big time over the next few months.
0: Yeah. Um, so my perspective on it um, has always been that because there is no time duration risk on staking with um, on the Beacon Chain prior to Shanghai, so people who were staking at that point in time they didn't necessarily know when they were going to get round to getting their youth back. So you could have pretty high conviction to to do that um, during that time, and I think it was around fifteen percent prior to. Um, Shanghai going live so I think we said a few times that stake and participation definitely increases um, because there is no time duration risk on being able to withdraw that ETH if anything was to happen and you needed access to instant liquidity so that's true as of now at 18.17% I think that continues if we look at um, what the hell are they called Stake. I can't remember that fucking name. Uh so it's a pro- it's a it's a dashboard that shows you the staking participation of all L1s. I should know their name as well, I can't remember but um but ETH staking participation is drastically lower than um near enough all the major kind of alternative L ones, if you will, which is interesting. And I can only oh, see can't that make? increasing. Well, previously proof of work, wasn't it? So um it's just kind of as soon as a beacon chain was even a thing, you've got a long you've got a long kind of learning curve for people to, to understand what's happening there. You obviously get your maxis, you understand every ounce of what's happening and that was probably where the fifteen percent was made up of and then now you're starting to see more liquid staking providers uh, come onto the market and That imagine this the percentage of staking participation across ETH definitely increases because there's more providers. The ones who can make it as low barrier to entry for the average person will probably do well, like Coinbase with SCB ETH, literally out out of the app stake your ETH of us. Um hence why they're they've got like 10% market share of liquid staking um at the minute. And then you've obviously got Binance as well, got Kraken, which obviously had to get wound down because of the, the order from whoever it was, SEC or whatever it was. And then um, and now you're starting to see more DeFi native protocols come online to, to enable that or enhance that, um, and they're starting to kind of catch their bid. Uh, Swell, they look like they've got a good thing going on. And there's just going to be there's going to be a million there's going to be a million and more because it's just such a big opportunity for people now. Um, and yeah, I just think it'll, stake and participation will increase. I think Lido will potentially lose market share a little bit as new protocols come online. There's larger incentives. People capital just follows incentives effectively. We know that in this burst, even if it's short-lived, but over the long term, I'd expect Lido still to be the winner. But um I do think they slowly start to lose market share it's just the same thing as if you think back to some of the first stable coins obviously they were 80 90 percent of the market and now that there's more stable coin- coins come online it's just a natural progression of the larger variety and the larger opportunities then they start to lose that but it's just a new paradigm and it hasn't been available on ethereum prior until now um so it's going to be interesting. We've, we've got a report coming out on all the emerging LSD projects next week. So if you want to keep an eye on uh, our Twitter or the website, then you should see that. But there's a lot of them, some that you wouldn't even necessarily realize. But And a lot of projects pivoting as well. People who've got infrastructure products pivoting. It's, it's all really beginning to bubble up. Um, and just because we think, we had that huge run from the turn of the year, beginning of January, where everyone did well off, like Rockapool and Ido and Stakewise and things like that. That, that ran and did multiples. I think that was just kind of a, a test pump for the whole, the whole basket of assets. I think so.
1: You then um, see this being the thing that is the catalyst to actually spur on another, um, I guess, DeFi bull run. Like, when, when the time's right and when the time's right for, like, Tradfire to come back in.
0: If if, if, everything, if everything settles in, there isn't any major headwinds. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that to happen. It's like what's happening now in, in, in the Web2 space. Everyone's mentioning that they're an AI project or they're an AI company. Everyone now, every project has to have some connotation or overlap with liquid staking derivatives. And if they're not seen to be, then they're gonna lose attention share or lose kind of mind share of the of the audience. So it's it's an interesting one because there's like there's if you think about it, there's obviously direct liquid staking players like Lido, Rockapo, Stakewise, a few us like Swell and then you've got like the yield generating or capital efficiency players around it, like Libra and Unsheath and stuff like that. Um, And then you've got kind of got picks and shovels players like Pendle and Stake and even Y2K with their V2 because they're going to have ways to hedge. um, Staked ETH, D-pegging from ETH and stuff like that. So there's a million and one ways that people can benefit from it. It's just kind of picking the fastest horse in this basket of assets, in my opinion. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
2: So so what I found really interesting about the function